506, good afternoon to you. On a busy, fun Friday, we've been talking to authors and uh, a blogger in his own right, the Tool and Die Guy. Phil Kerner joins us now for Fridays with Phil. Blogger in my own right. Yeah, yeah. are you still are you still writing those blogs? Uh, you know, I write, I, I record, I mean, I do audio. Uh, but I still, my biggest way that I communicate with people that follow me is usually through video. There you go. Uh, that's the that's that's the best way to explain what I do rather than try and write it because sometimes my topic, of course, uh, machining and tool and die making can be a little dry on paper. Right. right? It might involve a lot of drawings. And the best part about my audience is I make a mistake in one of those drawings. I'm going to get it pointed out three thousand times. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. It's, so, anyways, great it's a tough crowd. Break. It's a tough crowd, man. It's a tough crowd, I'll tell you. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell, tell you. you. I tell you. No respect. Don't get me started. You, so you, uh, we got three totally different author streams. You know. Well, you know, let me tell you. I listened to the first lady, uh, leading with grit and grace, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that. That reminds me of the book I was just finishing up uh, called uh, "Retreating with Speed and Efficiency." And I was writing that for the governor and all the Karens. I was going to dedicate that to. So <laughs> I'm not sure if that's how the market is for that yet. Uh, oh uh, we'll see how you know, the calls go or the comments go. But I'm just finishing that one up. Then, of course, the next guy is the uh, the Oak Island thing. And I yeah, you know, you're me so much material today for this this program. Now, Oak Island. I heard. Did I hear you say you never watched the show? I, I didn't even know the show existed until Shaney told me last week. Shaney, Paul, do you guys ever watch The Curse of Oak Island? Occasionally. All right. While. My, my dad is a huge fan. So well, he here's the problem with The Curse of Oak Island, okay? Now, I, you know, they'll, they'll binge on it. You know, the History Channel will run three hours straight of it once in a while. You know, and I'm half asleep, and I'm flipping around, and no, it's The Curse of Oak Island. Now, you know, Oak Island is this tiny little island up there. And these two brothers, and that, and that must say these are bad guys. I don't know if Joel, if you've never seen the program, you might have to watch it soon because I think by the time they're done, there's not going to be an Oak Island. All right? Like they're what it sounded like, uh, according to um, James McQuiston, is that they're using all kinds of heavy equipment to keep digging and digging. They bring and digging. in these things like you would see in a Dr. Seuss book, right? <laughs> these giant, huge these things. You know, that, that they have to build the foundation up and they dredge <laughs> out these giant holes and they pull up these pieces of lumber. And I'm like, God, I hope that's not important down there because you're just going down there and just rip whatever it is. Uh, I and think then, we I think we cut into some fiber optics. Uh, oh, that oh was, yeah. That not was up bad, there. You know, well, but then we just we just guy. shut down the East Coast, uh, uh, you know, right. telephone no, no. system. So they'll dig this giant gaping crater. And then sometimes it's so big, the thing almost falls in it because it's collapsing around it. And then they all gather around and they have another meeting in the war room. And then they take big shovels of this stuff and they put it on a screen and they all go through it and they'll find a nail. And, the, <laughs> and, 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 the, and, and oh, wait, it gets better. It gets better. Then you got the one guy. I, I can't tell if he's Irish or English. He's got an accent. And he's walking around with the metal Scottish. detector. Right? Scottish. Scottish? Yeah. You got the metal detector. And he'll be, you know, going back and forth, and then all of a sudden, beep, 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 and they get the shovel out, and it's a nail, and he'll say, "We'll be, look at this, a nail," and then the, then the announcer comes on, a nail, 
I tell you what, though, Phil, but, with, but with, the gra- the, with the granularity he- that you know this show, they've totally got you hooked. But, but here's the genius of the show. Like, my dad and my brother-in-law, like, intelligent people, like, they love it. They're like, did you hear about the nail? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a nail. That? Wait, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. So then the guy, everything goes quiet. A nail? Pointing in the direction that France used to be located in 1342. Could it be the Knights Templar placed this nail here? Then they take it down, they get it carbon dated, then they bring out the giant earth moving machine from Dr. Seuss and move it on another side of the island, rinse and repeat. They find another spike or nail, pull up a bunch of broken timbers that they can tell were made by an axe in 1702. And then they, somewhere down there is the Knights, you know, the Knights Templar buried all their stuff. Number one, I know they were really good, but in the 1400s to dig these tunnels, you know, 200 feet deep and then put flood tunnels in in case anybody ever found it. I hope what's down there isn't made out of paper because it's long gone, right? Because they these these guys have flooded those tunnels a hundred times. So mm-hmm. I I it reminded me I got into this show a couple of years ago. It was called Hunting Hitler on the History Channel, and they always use the same announcer. Okay, so they had they got this FBI guy in there, former CIA guy, and they're they've they're, they 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 believe Hitler might have escaped Germany at the end of World War II, right? And there's no reason to believe that. I'm a pretty good historian, but I'm watching it. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Oh, look, we found a, we found a, we found a, uh, a tunnel. Oh, look, what's the tunnel mean? Well, it's pointed in the direction of the, of uh, the Alps. And then the announcer comes on. A tunnel, pointing to the Alps. And here we go with that theory. And that's <laughs> up to next week, right? It just, it's just, it. <laughs> and I always sit there, I just roll my eyes. It's like, oh my gosh. So the, I, I enjoy the Curse of Oak Island, but if you watch it tonight, because I'm sure it's on on a rerun somewhere, I guarantee you everything I just said is going to happen. They're going to belch some giant, huge hole in that island. They're going to bring the biggest excavator in you ever saw. The Scottish guy is going to find a nail or a spike. And then the announcer is going to say, a spike dated back to 1602. That is such a spot on. It's spot on what you're doing. It's the same thing. (laughs) It's it's, it's like, you know what is coming in right now? It's like Groundhog Day. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, it. my dad and my brother-in-law will take a big chunk of Sunday dinner and talk about that nail. That's that's remarkable. Now, uh, it's, so it's can I can I look setup. at these like on Netflix or on uh, or you on can just have Prime? To Google where they can watch the reruns. Okay. I'm sure it's on other channels now. They've recorded seven million of them. It takes a lot of programs to destroy this island. It's a lot of nails. It's a lot of nails, <laughs> and then they drive back and forth to get this stuff carbon dated. It is crazy. It's 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 quite the deal. So, and I love the History Channel, but. Uh, it's it's they they uh, they have really dug a lot of holes in that uh, they bring they bring in dynamite and they put up a grid field and that when the dynamite goes off it puts a, a, a computer will show what was underneath you know and the, you know what's that look that's an anomaly an anomaly under the <laughs> soil on Oak Island Could hey hey have my you... sister had a they yeah. took an RV trip to Nova Scotia last year just to see and, thing. and they were gonna try to get my dad on Oak Island because, you know, uh, he, he loves it. Yeah. But, like, it, they open up the tickets, and they're sold, and, like, you can't even get them. They're, like... Reminds me of the time I tried to get on the Late Show with... Uh, who was the guy that used to do it? The, I think he was Scottish, too. The Late Show with... 
He was on CBS. Yeah, I know who you mean. I don't know. We were out in LA one time and Heidi got, uh, so let's go get in line for tickets. And by the time you find a place to park in LA, which is always. Are you talking about Letterman back in the day? No, no, no. 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 The late show, Craig Ferguson. Oh, Craig Ferguson, sure. Yeah. The late show, which films at noon. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, I don't want to belittle you guys with my stories of my time in Hollywood. Okay. I don't want to. It's okay. Way up there. You know, it, hey, I I'm, also spent some time out there. Yeah. Shaney so. worked out there. I lived out there too. <laughs> I, I, uh, I actually, you know, I'm, I can name drop with the best of them. I, in fact, well, I, 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 I'm obnoxious to myself when I get into my person, name dropping mode. You who, know, who's the most famous person you met in Hollywood, Shaney? Tim Curry. Tim Curry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I met, from, I met from Annie. Yeah. I met Martin Sheen at a dinner one night, believe it or not. So that's cool. I got a picture with Martin Sheen. I have a he's picture a little, with Tim Curry. <laughs> he's, he's very short. Yeah. He's very little. In fact, he looks like I'm making him talk. I, like I was a waiter at the Holiday Inn on 90, like years and years and years ago, and I waited on Jamie Farr. That's pretty cool. That is cool. And he, he did was not he, tip. He did not tip. He didn't See, tip. I, don't, I already don't like him. So. Back to your back to your book, though, the book, guys. Uh, so anyways, uh, the first lady was great. And then um, the second uh, person was the no, o- the last Oak guy, Island guy. The, yeah. The, the, no, yeah. Then the peninsula peninsula. Yeah, that, that's always fascinating because it's local history. Right. But well, and, really- and again, uh, Dr. Fru and Jerry Scripsack, I mean, they're local legends themselves, right. you know. Well, OK, so um the one thing that surprised you when he's when he said the, he thought the peninsula because uh, he lived on the on lighthouse street was about a mile longer and you think to yourself when we were kids we would go down and beach 11 pretty much looks like it were, was when i see pictures of beach 11 when we were there in the 60s right the lighthouse is still there yeah but when you really see it is if you rent a boat sure. the point the yes. point is way out there it's yeah. like a 10 or 15 minute boat ride from uh, from the channel to the point, the gold point, it's mm-hmm. massive. So that's, I think, what he's is, probably is that where it's to. all kind of uh, yeah landing. It's kind of where it's always been. I mean, I don't see that. You know, it's the lighthouse is off to your right in the channel. That that hasn't changed in fifty years. But I think the point has really. I, I would believe it's a mile long, but at least a, a three quarters of a mile longer than it was when, you know, when he was. It, it just kid. seems interesting to me that, um, and I and I agree with the strategy. But general, generally speaking, you don't do a lot of interventions, you, you know, to a natural state. Well, back uh, to your, but but, your uh, question was what you said, isn't the peninsula always trying to move? And he says, well, you know, he said it's not like a slinky toy. But the reality is it probably wouldn't move much farther, but it would probably be an island again. That neck would be gone yeah, immediately. That- and- and yeah, so it's. I mean, we. I mean, you remember the jetties, uh, and you could still see them, although most of them are covered over. But those, I remember when those jetties uh, were rising from the water, right. and uh, and then it was in the eighties that they, you know, they did the the big uh, rock thing. One thing we didn't get to talk about is I know that uh, uh, the uh, you know the the park manager out there, the the head ranger. Uh, they're spending. They want to spend like fifty million dollars in in this uh, first time in twenty years uh, kind of uh, capital campaign. You know, a capital improvement project. And, and they're you know they're upgrading the bathrooms. They've already done that at Beach Eight uh, and uh, and a lot more work. But uh, 
But again, you have high water and you have a lot of the, the dangers going on right now. So I guess I'll ask, you're going to the beach uh, on a summer day, you load up the car. What's your favorite beach? What's your go-to? And we, I mean, we like seven, cool. although not seven cool. is beat up right now. Okay. But that was always where we, we, we would do beach dinners. I, I want to say 10 years ago, 11 years ago, we would do a beach dinner. Uh, we would pick a night. I think it used to be Thursday nights. And uh, we wanted to just, you know, we, was like, we were like, darn it. People like will spend thousands of dollars to come to Presque Isle and, and spend a week in Erie. And here we are 15 minutes away and we never go. So we said, right. we're going to do, you know, Smith's Hot Dogs on Thursday nights. Tell people on Facebook we're going to be there. You know, you know, BYOB or, you know, if, and even if you don't bring your own food, we'll have – dogs for you and uh we're just gonna meet and we had families that would join us and uh it was just a a sweet time and it was a perfect time uh of um uh in my family's kind of season where the kids were still all home and accessible and and it was just it was just great and uh well to me the nicest beach down there i don't usually go to it for reasons but uh, which i'll explain but I think Beach Eleven still the nicest, with the sand is the most natural, and mm, you, can, you know mm-hmm. it's really nice. But it's very noisy because that's where all if, if you're a parent, that's where you take your little kids, right? Because you can go out 300 feet and it's still up to your ankles, right? right? right. So, yes, uh, th- that's, but yes. Okay, so I have a thing about Beach Eleven. I I also love Beach Eleven, and I would take my kids out to Beach Eleven, but the walk from your car oh, yes. you're dragging two like a four-year-old and a two-year-old and a cooler you know and and your swim bag and you know the kids are useless they're not going to carry anything no, no. right so no, I've at got the a, end of the day shane you have such high regard for your children out there over you know 500 yards of sand and yeah that was, and, and, it's a, and it's a heck of a drive to go to 11 it takes a yeah. while you know, I want to get on the beach. And, and oh, I, I agree. I agree. It's you're out there. You know, I was thinking what you just said about kids. It's very funny. I don't know what made me think of this this morning. I was getting in my car of all thought. Maybe I was just ramped up about the show today. And I was thinking, you know, it would be a really good rule. I was thinking about last names. And if, you should be able, the kid takes your last name when he's born or she's born. But at age five, you should be able to change your last name if it doesn't look like they're going to turn out so good. Oh, for goodness. <laughs> All right. We, on that one, we're going to take a break because that's just outrageous. All right. It is 521. The Tool and Die Guy is here. Phil Kearns along with Paula Shady Bills. Your calls at 814-679-1080. Five twenty-three here. Our phone number eight one four six seven nine ten eighty. On a fun Friday, get a hold of us. Uh... So the impeachment starts on Monday, and uh, they asked the president to provide testimony. Uh, former President Trump, I mean, and uh, uh-huh. he said no. Uh, and uh, again, uh, you know, very very direct. Uh, a response from his lawyers that it was a, a stunt to the Democratic managers uh, that were asking for the testimony. So we'll see where this goes. It's really 
again, this is one man's opinion. It's really unfortunate that this is even happening because you have a you have a new president who's trying to get an agenda done. We're in a pandemic. We're in crisis, and and then you got this thing happening, and and it's and there's a inherent. Um, Again, I, I, okay. If you wanna, if you want to, um, if you want to punish the president for what he said, you know that that morning of January sixth, that's one thing. But well, it's, sure. it, but it, but it is a, uh, there is um, a contradiction there when you have people that had been planning to make an attack on the Capitol and preparing. Everything from um, offensive equipment, helmets, uh, you know, what was super scary, seeing all those uh, zip tie handcuffs. Right. right. No, I mean, that was all pre-prepared. So how, how can you have it both ways, uh, that the president incited an insurrection, but you had people that were, that were planning uh, malfeasance or, you know, mischief, if you will, and much, much worse, as it turned out. Uh, that were that were had to had to pre-plan all this stuff, well, and so Maxine Waters wants to charge him with premeditated murder. Okay, so um, impeachment is a political tool. Uh, it should go to the Supreme Court, and they won't touch that with a ten-foot pole. They've made it very clear they don't like to touch political uh, issues if it's perceived that way. And uh, I don't know how you fire somebody that's been fired. I get it; they hate Trump. I get that. I know a lot of people hate Trump. I would much rather uh, prefer that we moved on now. I mean, right. seriously, uh, I don't know that this is going to do the country any good. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I don't miss the screeching of the media every day that Donald Trump put ketchup on a steak. Okay. Our panel will discuss we're moving on our panel. You know, that's done. Okay. And I'm, you know, Joe Biden's the new president and let's see what he's got. So uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, to me, there's, there's one thing worse than being a sore loser don't be a sore winner and they're being sore winners here they want to spike the ball mm. and uh and i don't like i don't like it in sports i don't like tr the trash talking in sports i mean i get it during the game but afterwards uh this is just you know i i don't get the obsession i i don't know i really never believed he was going to run again and i don't i guess the reason i'm here and they just want to make sure he can never run again uh but i i, I don't know i you know, you know the reality is joel this is my birthday week, okay? Yeah, yeah. We on. have we have much more important things to talk. I'm about. trying to stay on a really high level, exactly. Here, okay, and uh, and so uh, I'm just uh, gonna stay away from uh, the, that stuff. You know, it was interesting right. a little bit on COVID. Uh, you know, I I'm always been really lucky. I think I've told you this before on 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 your program. People tend to open up and just tell me things. I like to just ask questions, almost like a poll. And maybe they think fun. you instead of you being the tool and die guy, they, they confuse you with Dr. Phil. You know, we look the same. I get it. But uh, and I don't have the cornea analogies. Right. I mean, same, ba same bank account, the 10 yard line same, and you're same bank account. Same right. Right. There you go. Which I, I take that. Um, but the uh, uh, interesting part is we talked about the shot a little bit, maybe off air last week, the vaccination. And I was just chatting with some guys the other day, about six of them at work. And I said, okay, who's going to get the shot and who's not? And I said, I don't care either way. I'm not, I, I don't care. And uh, out of those six people, all six said they're not going to get it. Seriously? Seriously. 
seriously and 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 it wasn't wow. anything about conspiracies i didn't hear anything about mark of the beast or you know they're gonna put a chip in it they're gonna track me that not but they actually they were quite people uh, just quiet about that like, no 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 and i said why yeah you know you know i'm gonna wait till see how everybody else makes out with it basically was what i was getting so just just so you know because i I saw. Did you see the the, the uh, faux outrage yesterday or the day before about the uh, the NBC video of the uh, the super supermarket in Florida where everybody Oh did, yes, yeah, the right? yeah to the I point where that. the NBC White House correspondent demanded from uh, Jen Psaki was what's how do you pronounce it Saki Saki yeah Saki Jen Saki uh, what's the president going to do about this He stood up and demanded that, that Joe Biden does something about this grocery store in Florida, right? Wow. And she was pretty calm. Apparently, she just basically said, you know, we're just trying to lead by example and tell people they probably shouldn't be doing that. But, um, uh, you know, got a buddy down in Florida. He says they're living large down there. You know, I mean, if you don't, if you're nervous, wear your mask. If you're not nervous, don't wear it. He seems to be fine with it. So I've I've heard it said, literally, I heard it today, that certain states are free states. I mean, th- I mean, we're, it's like it's 1850 all over again. Well, and uh, and uh, you know somebody was talking about going to Ohio this weekend, a free state. Now remember, you're talking wow. about 1850. Let's just not hope what happened in 1861. Yeah, no, exactly right, right, Phil. Exactly right. No, so holy um, smoke. Hey, I'm I'm down to my last 30 second. Well, actually, a minute. I still got a minute. Yeah. Um, no, it. I, 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 to, to, to the point of your coworkers, maybe it's more of a, uh, you know, it, it doesn't pertain to me right now. So when, when it comes that I'm, it's time for my time, then maybe I'll just do it. Okay. Quickly, I think some of the apathy here is I'm looking at all these guys that I've worked with for almost a year now. And we've we've all none of them you know we haven't been sent home we're all working yeah uh, we had I think two cases in the whole place in, in nine months or eleven months or whatever good for said. you yeah yeah and so we've done our job and everybody's like what's the point yeah and there's part of me that gets that I mean I I think you should get a star on your forehead after you make it a year without getting this thing you're still been working yeah yeah ab- absolutely I, again it sounds like what you're doing is the right thing all right we've got news lou dobbs cal thomas is all next here on talk Erie. wow last half hour of the week and what an incredible week we've had here at the joel natale show and we encourage you to cap things off with us here on a Friday at 814-679-1080, uh, is We've been talking about authors. We've been talking about our experience on Presque Isle, of course, uh, um, the vaccine. And, and, you know, we have about 20,000 Erieites or Erie County Inns that have uh, received uh, some, some portion of the vaccine, either full vaccination or partial and uh, okay, so it's taken seven weeks to get to twenty thousand. I would think if I do don't, my don't do, math on the radio, do don't do the math on the radio. If I do I'm, math on the talking. radio and do the parabolic curve, I would say <laughs> oh. that we would want another twenty thousand in the next three weeks, and then another twenty thousand in a week and a half. Right? I mean, isn't that how this should be going here? Hopefully, they can find that million doses they lost. So. 
I know what you guys really <laughs> want to talk about. Which is football. Yeah, the, the Super yoga Bowl. yoga update. Oh, oh, we, we do, oh, don't we? Yes. Or don't we? Yes, we do, because <laughs> this is, I'm entering week five or six now of twice a week yoga with the queen. And uh, every night, every two nights, we, every other night, we put on this video of some uh, yoga lady on, on, on the big screen, and we do our yoga. It, no, hey, hey, I just want to correct you right away. You don't do yoga. You practice yoga. Man, kind of doing it. So you anyways. practice yoga. All right. Experience it. I'm, I'm not done. You're taking away <laughs> you all my buzzwords I, I, here. My sorry. Jeez. So anyways, so I, it's been good so far. But last night, the girl comes out, right? And of course, she's got this brunette hair, and she's got a big, big front of it's all pink, right? I guess that's a, a thing. All right. But she's got a nice voice, and she says, all right, this is going to be a gentle one tonight. So we sit in the position, you know, with your legs crossed, and she says, grab your right leg and lift it up in an L shape and pull your foot across your chest. Oh my. I mean, I know I couldn't do it. Then, then she actually bent in half. All right. And I'm like, okay, I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. So I went as far as I could. Now there are benefits to this because I am getting, I could tell how hopelessly uh, stiff I am, but uh, it's getting better. But then I had this idea last night because, you know, I'm an idea type of guy, right? Like the earlier one before the first break about the, the renaming your kids. Yes. So, uh, this one came to me, uh, blue collar yoga. All right. So picture this one, Paul, picture this one. So the screen opens to me in the kitchen, right? And I'm like, hi, it's Phil Kern the tool and die guy. And welcome to blue collar yoga. What I want you to do is put both hands on the kitchen counter. Now with your right hand, reach up. Feel the stretch, feel the stretch, breathe in. And as you exhale, reach for the beer stein on the top. <laughs> Slowly return it to the earth. You don't say the counter, the earth, okay? Yes, the earth. Now, lay on the, lay on the, lay, lay your back with your back down on the earth. Close your eyes and we'll see you next week. We'll work on the left arm. <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> Peaceful. One arm yes, stretch, uh, yeah. and, and it meant something. And you Not can also do it in the garage and reach for the wrench. You know that might be a way to do it too. Let's grab a phone call here. I think we have a, a gentleman that wants to make an announcement live on Talk Here. Hey, Brian. Hey guys, I don't know. You guys are having way more fun than my boring stuff. I mean, this is great <laughs> stuff. How to exercise properly to grab that beer up and down. I'm, I was, I was taking notes. It really was. I was like, hey, this is really intense. You know, he's got a great presentation. I'm like, a beer mug. I get it. <laughs> you get it, right. So, hey, well, this- what do you got to announce here, buddy? Because you, you had your presentation today, right? Yeah, we got the, the team together down at the county courthouse, and the local media showed up, and it's this official cards on the table. I'm running for Erie County Sheriff. All righty. So what drives you to run for sheriff of, of Erie County? Well, what, first off, what does a sheriff do? Wow. I'll tell you what, that's a huge question. I mean, we could be here for an hour because they have so many departments, they have okay. so many people, that uh, divisions they do. I mean, resource officers, the, their, their primary, I think, the ones they have the most important job right now is making sure the courthouse is safe. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, with COVID and weapons, uh, the men and women that work at the front door, you know, trust me, I, I walk in, they put rubber gloves on. I get nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they're and again, people, they're though. they're hold you know they're they're dealing with the courthouse access. They obviously yeah. uh, uh, transport um, or don't they ser- don't they serve um, 
uh, yes, they serve they, things? They, they, they have a warrants division. They, warrants, they work yeah. with the warrants guys. And if the Erie PD calls up, they'll check to see if they have a warrant. They have a warrant, and there's people. They get handcuffs, and there's all kinds of shenanigans going on. So it's a it's a huge entity. And then they work and, for the uh, courts, right? I mean, I've seen tons yes. of sheriffs uh, in the yes. in, uh, deputies in the courts in in. I've been as part of juries where where they're worried about the defendant kind of getting a little upset, and so like they like they stack a half a dozen deputies sure. in that courtroom. It's really kind of remarkable. So so what drives you to what drives you to run, Brian? Well, you know, I tell you what, you know, I know you know my history pretty well. I don't need to go gobble up your entire show. I mean, I've been in law enforcement my whole life. I've been in uniform my whole life, uh, from a uh, military cop, city cop, to state corrections officer it's the first time in my life i've not been in uniform and then uh i would I, I, w- I would never even run against sheriff lomas he's, he's a straight shooter he runs a good department uh the men and women there respect him uh from a financial side being on council he puts his budget on the table we're like wow that was easy okay you know now i gotta go fight with those snowplow guys because their budgets are all crazy mm. so um i can't speak for john uh there's been some pretty good talk and rumor it was just kind of they touched about it on the local news actually he's going to retire okay so he's going to be available and a guy that's been a cop his whole life i'm like well it just goes from the first floor to up to the fifth floor so you know i think it's a pretty natural step and uh, there was no intention when i got into county uh, council that well i'm going to go for john loomis's job well no because we didn't know he was going to retire then out of the blue he's going to retire my team we sat down we, we looked at the numbers and we looked at the job and i'm like I can do that. So that's where we're at. Well, congratulations on putting your hat in the ring again. Uh, another chance to serve the public, and so we wish you well for the uh, for the campaign. And I'm sure we'll be hearing more more about it here. But the open seat that's opening up this year uh, for the Erie County Sheriff Brian Shank, uh, uh, putting Thank his hat guys. in the I ring. I appreciate it, but. I- I, I love I I love the segment. I really do. I was sitting here howling. You know, That's you guys fantastic. are so funny. I, I get it. But hey, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. All right, it, take care. Great. Thanks for coming on. Uh yeah, so I mean this is what's happening and and uh and guys, we're gonna have an, another announcement uh on Monday that's you know of another big uh, another big political campaign coming down. So but Brian's putting his hat in the ring for the open sheriff seat. So that's cool. Boston. I always like that Brian worked worked in a in the prison, and his last name is Shank. That just always <laughs> makes me laugh. Well, I think of Shawshank Redemption, right? That's I mean. exactly right. <laughs> so hey, listen, because uh, I know you guys are really wondering about my big birthday bash weekend. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been obsessed by it. I, I know. Well, just like you were about the yoga uh, <laughs> update. Uh, I'm gonna have to start sending you some notes before the yeah. Tell me what we're supposed to talk about on my show beforehand, please. (laughs) I actually have a producer that tells me that. You know. Okay. Well, I send you suggestions sometimes. You always give me a smiley face. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So well. well, So so what are you doing for your birthday? Are you staying in town or are you going somewhere? Yeah. No, we used to go up to Cleveland, but I I I don't know what we're gonna run into at the hotel and everything. So we're staying here. Okay, so the birthday week starts off a little rough, right? I was a little under the weather last weekend. All right, just a little, a little sinus thing going on, a little sneezy, a little tired. So you know, I wake up Monday. It's like you know, I don't feel that good, and kind of with everything that's going on right now, I'm just going to take the day off, you know, just to make sure everything's good. 
So everything's fine. I wake up Tuesday, everything's back to normal. I think I just had a little sinus infection thing going on. Go to work. They take my temperature when I walk in. That's what they do for everybody. So I'm getting ready to get things going, and the HR lady comes out. She says, you're, you're right. What was going on? I said, I think it was just a head cold. She says, all right. She said, did you lose your sense of taste? I said, well, no, these are the clothes I always wear. So, <laughs> That's a good comeback. That's hilarious. There's a secret here. <laughs> but where's my, where's my rim shot? <laughs> secret here is I think one of the things that helped me is a couple of years ago, my doctor discovered I was really low on vitamin D because I, oh, okay. I get my physical. She looks at my blood levels. Sure. And she whatever they measure that, it's supposed to be at a 60. And I said, what's mine? She said, it's at a 10. So that yeah, day, it's supposed to be above 30 or 35. Yeah, yeah. so she wanted it at 60. Mm-hmm. So they give me the 50,000 milligram shot that day. Oh. They put me on a, oh, yeah. So one of the things I've learned about vitamin D, this is to really dumb it down for everybody. I think vitamin D is kind of like Mexican currency for in, in the medical world. <laughs> so All right? So how does this work? Like, be careful. Let, let me take you there. <laughs> you ever been to Mexico? No. All right, you go into the gift shop. How much for that plastic cup? Uh, that will be 3 million pesos. Right. Right. So I, I think vitamin D works the same way. Yeah. How many I use? Yeah. I take 2,000 I use twice a day. Uh, right. I, I doubled my vitamin D when COVID hit. And I asked my doc about it. And uh, vitamin D is kind of a prophylactic against COVID a little bit anyway. Well, and it's like pesos. I don't think you yeah. can have too many. Which is- <laughs> We've we've got Pete that wants to call. Peter, what's up, man? <laughs> a couple of things. First of all, Phil, um, I got the notion that I wanted to try yoga, right? So I go on YouTube. Somehow I find maybe the most beautiful yoga instructor in the world. Of course, it's always about the woman, Pete. Cheapers. <laughs> George, George, I don't even know how I found her, but there she was. And after one session, in addition to not being able to do like the, the uh, introductory level, I thought there's no way I could look at this woman and do yoga. So I stopped right there. Secondly, I may have told you this. Phil, maybe you should go online and try to find them. Anyway, uh, about Shanks, you know I worked at the prison for three years, right? The Albion Prison as a GED instructor. Anyway, I had this guy in my class. He was the nicest guy, quiet, no trouble at all. Um, I tell you his background, but it's pretty gruesome. But anyway, he was notorious for forming a shank out of a T-bone steak bone. Oh, my you goodness. Know, for Christmas, you know, they treated the, the uh, inmates to a T-bone steak dinner. He kept the bone and made a shank out of it. <laughs> and, they took it and they took it around all the prisons to show, you know, how creative these guys could be. So, so it was, it was, it was an actual object lesson. Well, yeah, the, the no, weapon. I mean, yeah, about, well, yeah. Think about the middle, the middle part of the T-bone steak. The T-bone steak, it's kind of like a knife. Absolutely, yeah. It's so he cleaned it all up, oh and uh, he was prepared to defend himself. Um, 
those were three interesting years of my life. There's no doubt. But anyway, about it. I I thought I have to throw that <laughs> you out, had to there. Throw that out there. So Phil, if you find this yoga instructor, let Joel know because uh, I'd like to see your opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Don't have. Don't have your wife around when you. Oh, do you know I don't do that. You know we're not going there. Thank you, Peter. Have a good weekend, Bye, buddy. Joe. See ya. Oh my gosh, and that's my older brother. And you know, come on. Hey, I married the queen. All right, and the little known secret that nobody knows about that people look at us. They always wonder how we got put together. Well, most people don't realize Heidi lost a bet. All right, that's <laughs> okay. how I ended up. All right, so that's how that worked. That that's remarkable though when you think about that there. You know, you, you, you're you giving bones to prisoners. That sounds bad. That doesn't sound like that was a smart move on the the state correctional, you know, the chef at the you correctional facility. Redemption. Didn't he, like, dig out with a dinner spoon that he made? Uh, he, no, he, he used a, a rock hammer. But, right, right. It was but, contraband, you know. Right, exactly. Oh my gosh. And, and it lived in the Bible. All righty. Uh, 5.53. we got to wrap things up on a Friday. Fun Friday here on Talk Erie. All righty. It is five minutes in front of six o'clock here. And... Uh, we're wrapping things up with Phil Kerner, the tool and die guy, along with Shaney Bills and Paul Bills. Shaney, our producer, Paul, our feature guest laureate, and I am the host of the Joel Natale show. Uh, what what what's that what's that uh, adjective, Shane? Epin Epin not I I can't even pronounce it. You know when when something has got the same name, Epi da 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 da. Wow. And I, I don't know. I have four I, years. You said it of so badly. Degree. I had it in my head, and you butchered Ep- it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, eponymous. 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 Right. Okay. Yes. That's. Uh, I think. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna have Google uh, pronounce it for me. Eponymous. Eponymous. Giving giving their name to something or named after. This is my show. Eponymous. It's like well, when I write. Eponymous. It's like when I write something in my spell check. Like they have no, it's spelled so poorly. You were trying to do, yeah. Well, you're, oh, yeah, that's embarrassing. I have to rewrite the sentence you know to not word include I, that word. You know what word I misspell most when I'm writing? College. Go <laughs> 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 figure, right? So, yeah. um, just to let you guys know, we're gonna go to Oliver's. We're gonna try Oliver's. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. yeah. We're gonna go try Oliver's. Queen's got the reservations, and then my part because we get a little crazy on the big weekend. All right, I put together. This club mix of Burt Bacharach's greatest hits. It's oh, be what crazy. the world needs now! Wow. Crazy. Hey, there's a quick question for you. How God. many? How many Academy Awards did Burt Bacharach win? Not just Grammys. How many ca- Academy Awards? I want to yep. say three. Three. Ding, ding, ding. Ding. Where's my? Where's for my what? bells? For um, what? I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I gotta have the applause too. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm going to say, and I, I'm not looking it up on Google, but, uh, uh, it's a tough one. Okay. Burt Bacharach, uh, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Was that a movie song? No. No. Um, he didn't write moon river, right? No. Oh. Um, which was 
Jeez, Phil, I only got 20 seconds. You better right, tell me. So he won that for raindrops keep falling on mm, my head. B.J. Thomas. For uh, the, uh, what was the movie? Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Kid. Yeah. And he also won the Academy Award for the whole score for that movie. Okay. And then he won for the best song, Arthur's Theme. Oh, um, yeah. Arthur. Uh, Christopher uh, Cross, he wrote that? Yes. Yep. Arthur's Theme. Um, the, uh, he wrote it with Christopher okay. Cross. He probably did most of the, the right. music. Right, that's amazing. That's a contribution to the arts today. You're welcome to the Bills family. I'm just trying to trying to <laughs> unstem myself here. <laughs> unstem uh, yourself. Done. I, I already <laughs> want to get a vaccination shot. <laughs> hey, thank you, guys. Thank you, Phil Kerner, the Tool and Die guy. Thanks to our eerie authors, Ashley and James and Dr. Dave and Jerry. Thank you, Paul and Cheney Bills, and thank you, dear listener. Uh, have a great weekend. We will see you Monday. Got another great show ahead. Stay with us here on Talk Here.